0: Good morning, good morning, how are you? This is Brenda Shoshana back with another episode of Zen Wisdom for your everyday life. Good morning, I'm happy to be here with you in our everyday life that we're all sharing together. Mm. So nice to know that all of us listening and me talking all the same, sharing the moment together. So the title of our talk for today is clinging is never kept within bounds that's from a very very famous teacher called sosan it's about clinging holding on grabbing grasping and then he says underneath his quote let go of it once and for all very simple very powerful very important direction and I wanted to talk about it today because here we are right smack it looks like in the middle of summer and we're all really holding on oh I don't want the summer to end I don't want school to start or we're on vacation don't want that vacation to end don't want anything to be over to end don't want an era of our life to end a relationship to end this goes on so much. And I hear it so often these days from so many people. And I was just thinking that it's very natural to hold on, of course, from the time we're babies. We grasp at our parents and we hold on to them. We grab the finger, we look up in their eyes and we, we cling a little bit. We hold on to security blankets, toys, whatever is familiar. Familiar is an important word here. We want that which is familiar. So we want to know where are we? Who are we? What are we? We need anchors. And we we search for that which is familiar. It makes us comfortable. It makes us feel, oh, now I know where I am. Now I know who I am. This is familiar. Very fascinating, actually. It's a fascinating thing to notice. Some of us want to go back to the same places again and again for a holiday or to live Or for whatever personal reason, the same restaurant, the same relationship. Oh, I know who I am now. I know where I am now. This is familiar. Mm, Such a longing for familiarity. And if we listen a bit more deeply, underneath it is, oh, I know where I am now. I know who I am now. Such an interesting subtext here. Suggesting that we don't really know where we are in this world or who we are. Everything, there's so much flux and change. It can become very unsettling and confusing. Little babies born, who am I? Where am I? What is this world I'm thrust into? That question. That question, which is such a powerful, beautiful question, and in Zen, of course, it's a koan, but that question quietly informs much of our lives. It causes this clinging and this holding on that the baby does. It does turn into clinging, which many of us do not get over all during our lives, completely through our whole life. So it's just good to notice this. Let's just notice it. There's no blame here. There's no judgment. There's no fault finding. But as we say in most of the podcasts, noticing awareness, that itself is huge. It stops the process for a moment anyway. Oh, I'm clinging. Just be aware of it. Just become aware that we cling and cling and we hope it will bring happiness. We hope it's going to bring us that stability that safety and that knowingness that we want it's very interesting how everything is the opposite and that's why zen is such a fantastic process because it deals with paradox it deals with the very fact that things look one way and they are the other and in fact clinging which we think is going to bring us safety and happiness it is one of the greatest sources of pain and stress That's such an interesting paradox, isn't it? Well, clinging destroys relationships, that's for sure. I mean, we'll we'll say we have a relationship that we like or we love. We'll hold on to that relationship. Oh boy, I'm going to do everything I can to keep it. So the person won't leave. And the more we do that, the more the person wants to leave. When we cling in relationships, the other feels suffocated. They feel trapped. They might even feel used Clinging is not loving. It's an expression of demands we're making on that other person, and often it produces a lot of anxiety in the other person and in ourselves, and also guilt. Because clinging is basically the demand that the person doesn't go away. Stay with me. It demands that the day stays with you, doesn't change, doesn't go away. It demands the memory or situation or place stay exactly as it is, or stay exactly as we want it to be, or hope it will be, or imagine it will be. It may never change, it may never leave. That's what is the actual cry of clinging stay with me, don't go away, don't change. And of course, we know, of course, we don't look at it, but we do know in part of ourselves, we know that life is nothing but change. (laughs) Somebody said to me that that was a pessimistic statement or a nihilistic statement. No, it isn't. It's just a statement of fact. Everything changes every single day. That's not bad. Clinging thinks it's bad, and we have to fight against that. Fight against the way life basically inherently is, and the way we are, too. Our bodies change every single day. So here we are clinging, fighting against the actual current and tides of life. Nothing must change, we insist. But but things must change. So what is the best way to deal with this? Very important question. And Sosan, in the quote, tells us the answer. He says, I'll repeat it again. Clinging is never kept within bounds. Let go of it once and for all. Mm. Once and for all. What a statement that is. That, that infers, of course, that we'll let go a little bit, then we start to cling again. We'll, we'll, our, our hands will loosen or open, and then they quickly shut tight once again almost like an automatic reaction but the quote above suggests that we let go of our clinging our demanding once and for all and we do it for our own sake because once we start we once we let go of that way of living life and approaching life a whole beautiful new world is right there waiting to open up it's right there so why, why is it so hard to do this? Why can't we try? Okay, today I will let go once and for all, or this week or this month even. That's not once and for all, but why is it so hard to really fully, deeply let go? Again, we're looking at a paradox. When we do, we fear that something is going to be taken away before we're ready. Something is being pulled away from us and and once we let go, we don't know what's coming next. Can we handle it? Letting go itself can feel like a little death, unfortunately. As though there's nothing to fill the gap that will come. Now that's just our picture, our imagination, our thoughts about the actual process of letting go. And about death as well. As though there's nothing but a gap. Well, we don't know that. The word suggests it, but we don't know that. We're responding again to a word and all the fear that that generates. We don't want to not know what's coming next. Our life is all about what's coming next. I want to be ready for it. I want to be in control. And I want to have security in that manner by knowing. I've got to know. I can't let go unless I know. But that itself, that demand that we know what's coming next and how it's going to be, or the demand to shape it to our wishes, that keeps us constantly feeling insecure because life shifts and changes in its own way. It's a very interesting point. It's surprising, too, that life actually has a mind of its own. <laughs> we have one mind that is demanding that we know and be in control, but life itself and the life itself, the mind there's also that mind within us that has a mind of its own. It knows what's best. it shifts and changes in its own time and in its own way that can be called your destiny, it could be called karma. It could be called fate. It could be called many things. We have many words to describe that phenomena of things shifting and changing in their own time and in their own way, no matter what we do, no matter how tightly we cling. When the time is up, the time is up. The river changes. The river turns to a new bend. The wave moves in another direction. And we can't really know what that mind of life is, what that timing is. We, not in our conscious mind, we cannot. And that creates a lot of anxiety. And we cannot consciously know what's coming next. But in Zen practice again, we go back to this precious, precious practice. Not knowing is most powerful. That's beautiful. Not knowing. One of the great teachers, Son Sanim, always would say, just keep the don't know mind, (laughs) the mind that doesn't know, keep that, hold it, be with that, That's, that's a good place to be. It's not a bad place to be. It's not a frightening place to be. Not knowing is most powerful because if we think we know what to do or what's happening and that will make us safe and secure it 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 won't life doesn't work that way we may think we know what's coming or happening and then life doesn't fit our plan something else comes rushing in and we can become very disappointed depressed disheartened feel like oh my goodness we're completely out of control so clinging to the idea that we know and we can control and manage everything, that's setting ourselves up for a fall. Oddly enough, the practice of not knowing not knowing, brings the deepest sense of security. What is this practice of not knowing? What is it, really? Well, it's letting go, to begin with, of the demand on ourselves to know, to be in charge, to be so smart. That's a big demand we place on ourselves. Many, many lives are completely devoted to figuring things out down to the tiniest moment. They want to control the world. They want to control their lives. They want to know, know, know every little thing. There's no basic trust. Now, now, that's a very important word again that we're coming up with here. There's no basic trust in life itself. In the way the winds blow or the waves come in and out or in our own inherent ability to be with whatever comes to us. That trust is missing. So when we begin to practice not knowing, being okay with not knowing, learning how to not impose our limited views on everything Creating an explanation, a story, an attempt to immediately figure it out, letting that go, letting that go. Just being with what comes, experiencing it, exploring it. The practice of not knowing, oddly, as we do that more and more, this is actually the practice which will bring us the deepest sense of security. Again, a contradiction. The less we know, the more secure we'll feel because we'll learn how to be available to all of life, to whatever comes. We're not going to impose our limited views on it. We're just going to be open to life itself. And as we do so, we see, of course, not only can we handle whatever comes, but we can become part of whatever comes. The waves are not going to knock us over. Trust grows. Isn't that interesting? Trust grows. We begin to enter some kind of feeling of harmony because ultimately, even if we don't like what's coming or we do like what's coming, there is a greater harmony that prevails, that brings to us what we need and takes from us what's no longer in our time frame now. You may not like it, but the harmony prevails. So we can trust that harmony when we can trust that harmony. Such a sense of well-being and security inevitably follows. We can't trust our limited ideas or demands because over and over we see they don't happen frequently as we wish. But when we realize that we can swim in the great ocean of events, not only does trust develop, but a sense of unexpected joy. This is a very different way of living, very different way of living, and of loving, too, by the way. We become much closer by not clinging. Isn't that interesting? We we let go of clinging and grasping to the way things should be, what we expect, or to what we have now. We just experience it instead fully, fully in the moment. And we allow whatever is supposed to happen to happen. Next. This is a beautiful, beautiful practice and I I would like to share some steps with you because as you know, I love to take this important material and help integrate it into our everyday life. This is a practice, this is a lifelong practice of letting go, of not knowing, of entering the stream of life as it is. So, say something happens that you're not looking for, that you didn't expect, that you might not even like, who knows? Let go of trying to figure it out. Let go of wanting to know anything about it. Just accept it fully. By accept it, I mean be with it. Experience it. Don't cling to what was going on before. Don't cling to what you think should be happening now. Just fully, fully be with what's here for you. As each wave approaches day by day. When the wave comes, ride the wave. Be with it. When it goes, let it go. All you have to do to do this is open your hands And open your mind and don't impose yourself on what's here for you. Just let it be with you. Become one with it. Enjoy it thoroughly. But don't impose your wishes or your thoughts or your ideas or self upon it at all. I'd love to hear from you. I've been getting wonderful, wonderful emails, and please keep them coming. Come send it to me at topspeaker at yahoo.com. And before I finish and tell you a few little other things, I do want to quote a wonderful little poem I got from a deep Dharma friend, a very dear Dharma friend of mine, Chinchu, Scott Young, who I've been practicing with from the very beginning. And we were communicating on an email, and he sent me this beautiful, beautiful little poem about clinging, and I loved it, and I want to share it with you. And, and it says, clinging is impossible. The illusion of clinging is only possible. I love that. And Scott has written so many wonderful Zen poems. Clinging is impossible. We only hurt ourselves, actually, by clinging. We can't cling. We can't hold on to anything when it's time for it to go. Clinging is impossible, he says. The illusion of clinging is only possible. So thank you so much for listening. I appreciate it. By the way, my new book is out, and people are really enjoying it. And thank you for that. It's called Zen Play Instructions on Becoming Fully Alive. You can get it on Amazon and BN, I guess, Barnes & Noble, and and wherever else. If you like it, enjoy it, let me know. And thank you so much for listening. Our website is www.zenwisdomtoday.com. And I will be in Manhasset on July 31st, Wednesday night, at the Unitarian Church with the Innisfar Zen Group, giving a talk. If you're in that area, come and join us. It's the the talk begin. The evening begins at I think it's seven thirty to nine, which is sittings and a talk and a lot of fun, and then on August sixth, Tuesday night, I'll be again at the Innisfree group, but up in White Plains. So contact me for more information if you're in that area and you want to join us. We'd love to see you, and I really, really hope and wish for each of you that during this summer months. You can just open your hands and let go. Let the summer be the summer. Let it come, let it go. Let the waves come. Let hot days come. Let cool days come. Let your life be a series of joy.